Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast dedicated to chronicling the years 1990 through 1999, usually. We are your hosts. My name's Chris Alphick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week, we are bringing you May 14th through May 20th in what I would consider the final years of the 90s, 97. I think, I don't know, I find 0 through 3, early, 4 through 6, mid, 7 through 9, late. Yep. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> early, early, I was, like, I considered myself in my early 20s until I was 24. Well, yeah, I'm in my mid-20s at 28, so. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I look like I'm in my mid-20s. Mid-20s. Going for me. Oh, God. All right, jumping in. May 14th, Air Canada, Lufthansa, Scandinavian Airlines, Thai Airways International, and United Airlines form the Star Alliance, the world's first multilateral airline alliance. Cool. In sad news, Coach ended today. The skillful acting of Craig T. Nelson will be missed a lot. It certainly will be. But wait, didn't they bring Coach back? I think it's coming back. I don't know if it is back. I just figured, like, I feel like we mentioned this like a year ago. Yeah, it's going to be like a Netflix thing, right? I don't know. Everything's a Netflix thing. Praise be. Oh, Netflix. Uh, Let's see. On May 15th. The United States government acknowledges the existence of the secret war in Laos during the Vietnam War and declares the Laos Memorial in honor of Hmong and other secret war veterans. Cool. Yep. I, I guess, yeah, I mean, war I maybe not so yeah. much, but... Uh, Damn it. I have a very good track record for saying cool about <laughs> things that are, like, not actually cool. The Armenian Genocide. Cool. Interesting. Oh, yeah. how about that? Yeah. Okay, in uh, more newsy news today, HP, Microsoft, link up on new 3D software. Hewlett-Packard said that it has developed a new technology that improves performance of 3D images on the computer a hundredfold, and it said Microsoft Corp. will incorporate the technology into new multimedia software standards. HP's direct model something something something. HP said the software uh, will make it easier for companies to do things such as set up virtual malls on the internet. That's the thing I love about the late 90s and the internet. Everything's a fucking analogy. And it worked out well with like it copy did. and paste and save and, and shit like that. But like virtual, like I, they're, I'm imagining what they're thinking is this big giant 3D space where like you click forward and you're Walk around. at Banana Republic. You click forward a couple more times and you're in the food court, which I think would be kind of useless in a, in a virtual mall, but... Oh my god, we should open a virtual mall. mall. We'll open the virtual Niagara Square. Oh. It'll just be nothing. It's still gone. Yeah, apparently you can still get in to uh, to get to, like, uh, sport check and stuff. That's true. Yeah. Um, We mentioned this last week, our childhood mall has closed. We're very upset. Yeah. Uh, Final bit of news today. The Spice Girls album Spice reaches number one on the U.S. charts, making them the first British act to top the charts with a debut album. Suck it, Beatles. Wow. May 16th. U.S. President Bill Clinton issues a formal apology to the surviving victims of the Tuskegee study of untreated syphilis in the Negro male and their families. Jesus. That is fucked. I just want to get a Kleenex. I don't know if the mic fully picked up everything you just said. I'm padding for time while Chris blows his nose away from the microphone out of respect for you, the listener. Yep. And, uh, you know, disease and stuff. That's really fucked up, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess it's good that Bill Clinton acknowledged it, though, because, you know. Uh, Also on this date, Amazon.com shares soar on first trading day. 
Shares of the money-losing Amazon.com Incorporated surged on their first day of trading, Thursday, as investors bet the online retailer can maintain its early lead in the growing business of selling books over the internet. Amazon.com stock jumped $5.50 to close at $23.50, a gain of 31% over the $18 price set on Wednesday in its $54 million IPO, also known as Initial Public Offering. The stock was among the most actively traded on NASDAQ on Thursday, with 6 million shares changing hands. That's pretty crazy. What I mean, I don't, I don't know what Amazon's at. And here, you pillow for time a little bit. I'm gonna look up the Amazon right. stock price. I, I just think it's, I don't know. Remember when Amazon oh. was just a bookstore? Okay, so IPO is at eighteen dollars. It's at yeah. what, what did it say? Twenty three fifty. Twenty three fifty on this day. At the end of the day, Amazon on the Nasdaq as of four p.m. Eastern, nine hundred and sixty one dollars. Fuck off. And thirty five cents. All right. Um. To all those who bought in on like May fifteenth or sixteenth in nineteen ninety seven, fuck you. Twenty years ago, you're doing all right, probably. Man, I wish I was like eighteen or something or and smart get stock. Yeah, I mean, anyway. I never, I never invested in Google. Let's move on from this sadness. Yeah, let's. Uh, it's the only way. May seventeenth, a boogie band to scare parents with. Fans lined up around the block at Tower Records downtown on Saturday morning last month to buy tickets to OzFest, uh, OzFest 97, a hard rock extravaganza at Giant Stadium featuring a reunion of Black Sabbath and performances by Marilyn Manson and Type O Negative. But at 9am, they were told to leave. Tickets would not be going on sale. The New Jersey Sports and Exposition Authority has decided that as long as Marilyn Manson, the pancake-makeup-wearing, apocalypse-preaching, macabre-acting, industrial rock group was on the bill, there would be no OzFest at the stadium. In response, Ozzy Osbourne, the headliner of the festival, sued the state on First Amendment grounds and won. And tickets go on sale again this morning. Man, That's fun. People hated Marilyn Manson in the 90s. They really did. Like he's so well spoken too. I, I know, and I guess that was the whole the whole point of this article. It's a really long article. Yeah. It's just how people are, you know, really freaked out by Marilyn Manson. That's why he's it's the boogie band. Mm. Yeah. May 18th, Times Square's new act. This is an excerpt from an article published on this day about Times Square. The Times Square of my youth was neither the romantic crossroads of a great city nor a glitzy entertainment destination. It was a scary place of decay that you walked through quickly if you wanted to get someplace else and always had $5 stuffed in your shoe. Obviously, that was because of danger, so if you were pickpocketed, they wouldn't get you five bucks. Yeah, unless they took your shoes. Sometimes I find it hard to reconcile my memory of the menacing neighborhood I cautiously traversed on my way to Promises, Promises, and Butterflies Are Free with the new Times Square, a district rapidly metamorphosizing into a family-friendly amusement zone. Where I once scampered, I now saunter, and not merely because it feels safer. With the arrival of each new shop and restaurant and playhouse... The capstone uh, being the reopening last week of the Walt Disney Company's enchantingly restored New Amsterdam Theater on 42nd Street near 7th Avenue. This was definitely a theme of the 90s, New York City transforming from dirty and dangerous into a world-class destination safe enough for Kevin McAllister to roam around on Christmas Eve. I know, right? I mean, and it really was just that. Like, I remember talking to my dad about New York when we went, uh, actually this time last year, and yeah. He, in his mind, he still had that dirty, dangerous, gritty place. And, and at least in most of the areas in, in Manhattan, it doesn't seem like it's like that anymore. You can roam around 
Times Square, and it's probably really safe. Yeah, I think this is kind of one of those cases of like, yeah, it used to be gritty, but it was my town sort of mentalities where I think everybody would rather live in, you know, the safer, brighter, more well-lit space than dirty, dingy, crime-riddled New York. Yeah, and 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 that's I, don't, I think a, a theme of the '90s in general. A lot of things sort of got just a bit safer. Yeah, New York considerably so, I guess. All right, uh, let's see what we've got in store for May 19th. Clinton joins birthday bash for Albright, 60. President Clinton joins Secretary of State Madeleine Albright on Saturday night for a birthday celebration organized by her family. The party, which included dessert and dancing, was held at Georgetown's Halcyon House. How nice. Clinton Clinton representing, you know, showing he's, up to the party. He's apologizing he... for things. He's partying. What a wild and zany week for the president. I did not forget to bring the cake. Wow. Closing out the week, May 20th, Star Trek First Contact had its VHS release today. It was purchased by upwards of 10 people. Hey, First Contact was No, First Contact really was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Insurrection, not so much. That's I true. like it, but... Yeah. I, I prefer First Contact. Uh, also on this day, the Foo Fighters released their album, The Color and the Shape. That's a good album. Uh, uh, I was looking it up. It's got, it's got Monkey Wrench and Everlong and My Hero. Uh, good shit. Oh, um, yeah. I guess while we're on the topic of music... Let's talk about movies. Hey, in the box office, number one spot, The Fifth Element. That is, uh, that's really good. A I... surprisingly common cosplay. Lilu. Oh, like a Lilu? I yeah. mean, it's probably pretty easy. Get like an orange wig, like a really tight cut off like t-shirt and some suspenders. You're done. I don't even know if you need Multipass. a t-shirt. Like three ply toilet paper would probably suffice. Yeah, just d- <laughs> double up on uh, just like what? Yeah, you just if you have a if you have a wig and you're like shit, I didn't cosplay as anything. <laughs> run into the bathroom, fold up some toilet paper. Yeah, you're good. I think I saw the Fifth Element in '97 when it was in theaters. I didn't Ooh. quite understand it at the time. I didn't. Yeah, but uh, totally, totally got a lot better on the rewatch when I was a bit older. Uh, also on this list, we have Father's Day, which is a movie with Robin Williams and Billy Crystal. Yeah, that looks it's, like a good movie. It's not great. I was like, I've seen it on TV. Okay. Uh, it's a movie. Ooh, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Will he ever do another one? I don't know. I think like the dust has settled from from Love Guru. Yeah. That maybe it's it's okay. They haven't made a Shrek movie in a while. I would welcome a, a new Austin Powers. It, it's I would time. go see it. It, it is, is time. time. Like the it the world is ready. Yeah. Uh what else is decent on here? Ooh, Volcano, Liar Liar. Volcano. It's Ooh, good Liar list. Liar. I loved Liar Liar. Anaconda? Eh. Yeah. Gross point blank is on here. <laughs> Which <laughs> is not point blank. Scream? Oh, Scream's on this? Yeah, Scream's on uh, this one. That's a classic. Let's yeah. leave it as Scream. Yeah. Now uh I guess we'll actually talk about music, right? Yeah. All right. Billboard 200 in the number one spot, Carrying Your Love With Me, George Strait. Let's just talk about the good stuff on this list. Yeah. Number three, Spice by the Spice Girls. Let's just talk yeah. about the good stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Um, at four, Life After Death, Notorious B.I.G. Ooh, let's oh. just talk about five. Yeah, let's, I don't even want to see what's below that. The Space Jam soundtrack. Ooh, that is, uh, that's a perfect album if Did I've ever seen one. Did this ever get released on vinyl? Can you buy the I Space Jam soundtrack on vinyl? I feel like it vinyl? probably has. That'd be pretty funny. Probably re-released. Like, there's been a lot of uh, albums that I've seen re-released on vinyl in the True. last few years, and there's no way Space Jam couldn't be one of those. I know this is kind of 90s news. So HMV in Canada, like our our biggest record shop, 
went entirely out of business. And their smaller competitor, Sunrise Records, is moving into, apparently, a lot of their old stores. Which is super cool, because, like, Sunrise was in the Niagara Square, our record store. We didn't have an HMV in Niagara Falls. Yeah, we didn't. So I didn't know anything other than Sunrise for a long, long time. And that used to be a place to get, like, a lot of local concert tickets and and stuff like that. Even local music. Like, Sunrise was really good at supporting local bands. Yeah, and so it's good to see that they're making kind of a comeback, and I hope they do pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I bought a Simpsons album from there in the 90s, like a CD. Nice. It might have been like 2000, but whatever. Still. Yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe that's a little bit of 90s news now. Let's slide into This Week On with one of my favorite episodes of Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. I'll let you, I'll let you take this away. I appreciate that. Seinfeld, The Summer of George. With three months severance pay from the Yankees, George decides that he's going to have a great summer. Things don't go quite as planned. Jerry, meanwhile, is dating someone new, Lynette, who he invites to attend the Tony Awards with him. When he picks her up, however, she seems to already have a live-in boyfriend. Kramer is also at the awards ceremony and gets dragged on stage with some of the winners. He basks in the glow of having won a Tony, and the producers decide to use him to get rid of their star Raquel Welch. (laughs) At her work, Elaine makes a comment about a co-worker and is accused of being catty. Summer George! Summer George! This is an amazing episode. It's the final episode of season eight. Yep. Yeah, uh, leading into the final season. This has so many good things. Um, There's a bit of a throwback with uh, invitations. Oh, yeah. Yeah, George, because that's how he he, uh, gets in his, like, immobile state. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because... He trips on the invitations. Uh, fun fact that you might not remember about this. I'm just going to spring this on you right now. Okay. Um, the reason he falls is because he's in a hurry to uh, to get because he gets distracted in the park. Do you remember why he was distracted in the park? I absolutely do. He was invited to play the back nine of a round of disc golf. Holy because shit! Because the group had someone drop out. Yeah. <laughs> I know this because I found on Amazon a Summer of George disc golf shirt that is currently <laughs> sitting in my Amazon cart. I'm going to pull this up because I want you to I see this. I definitely want to see that. And that's that's so good. Um fuck, I just remember seeing him in the doctor's office. I remember seeing him in the doctor's office uh when they say like, you know, he's okay. got like muscular atrophy so, basically. I just logged in. There are three items in my Amazon cart. The first one is a Summer of George shirt. I think I've shown you this, right? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, it says Summer of George. It's got like, there's a a setting sun. It looks like it's on an (laughs) island. There are palm trees. And off in the right hand corner is a disc golf basket. (laughs) So good. It's extra funny to me now because I play disc golf a lot. It is such a fun game. I I was laughing my ass off so much when I saw that. Yeah, that seems hilarious. Mm -hmm. Oh man, Summer Summer of George. Summer of George. It's so funny. I hope to one day soon have a summer of George yeah. where you just, just take a summer. Now, off. do you want to have like the planned summer of George or do you want to have the I'm laying in bed all day watching TV summer of George? No, like, I you actually want to be active. Yeah. 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 The active summer of George. Mm-hmm. I like that. He, he set out with, you know, such good intentions <laughs> and everything went to shit. Yeah. As it tends to do for Mr. Costanza. It does. Um, All right, let's move into our 90s spotlight. And this is something we've talked about a little bit, but I was reminded of at at breakfast today. So today is Mother's Day, went out for breakfast with the family, and and issues around this topic came up. So what I'd like to discuss today is decision-making. 
and how I think there's going to be a generational gap in how people make decisions and <laughs> the ease with which those decisions are made. So in the 90s, everything was a little bit more simple. When you went into McDonald's, they didn't have the whole McCafe menu. Nope. They were in the mid-90s. They were just introducing McFlurries for the first time. Well, introducing. So if you like we said before, if you wanted a coffee, you went out and you got a coffee. There, yeah. there wasn't Starbucks everywhere, at least. That's true. Yeah. You didn't you, have a shitload of options. Yeah. If you go into McDonald's, your burger menu is hamburger, cheeseburger, quarter pounder, Big Mac, and whatever little variations you have on that. I feel like you're forgetting the big extra and need to acknowledge it. I don't think I am. I Was the big extra thing in the 90s? Pretty sure. Oh, it might have been oh, shit. It might have been like 2000, 2001. Yeah, and if it was, it would That's be... That's so disappointing. And if it was a thing in the 90s, it would have been towards the end when those choices, when everything kind of started expanding, when... Yeah. You know, Starbucks really started to take a foothold, at least in the States, towards yeah. the mid to late 90s. Anyway, my point here is that decision making was easier and is easier when you have fewer options. Well, yeah. So moving into the 2000s and right up to modern day, options are kind of like the, the, the anchor of our society. If you don't like something, you can go do something else. If you don't like one product, you can get more or less a replica of it, slightly different, elsewhere. There are so many options that I honestly think that this generation is going to have a harder time just deciding on something, making a choice than those that came prior. And yeah, I think I think you're right. Uh, like when which... you go out for dinner, there are so many different restaurants. It's not like, well, we're going to go out for Italian or let's go for Mexican. Like there's literally everything at your fingertips and choosing what to get in a single instance, I think is far more difficult now. Yeah. What about a mega restaurant? Or like, what about like a, a delivery service where you could get something from each restaurant? Haven't, haven't we talked about like the ideal fast food place where you could mix and match so you can get like A&W root beer, McDonald's yeah. fries. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but I know we've talked about it. We've got ideas. Yeah. I think what I really would love to see is, you know how they have the, and I've told you this before, you know how they have the combination KFC uh, Taco Bells? Yeah. Yeah. Those two, as well as Pizza Hut, are all owned by the same company. So what I would love to see is a combination Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, KFC that has the Pizza Hut buffet. Taco Bell buffet. KFC buffet. <sighs> there are options. Yeah. It and is that an would exciting be, world. That would be fucked because you could have <laughs> everything. <laughs> um, just a, a quick step back for a second. Sure. I, I've, I've looked it up. Uh, it looks like the Big Extra, which is also known apparently as the Big and Tasty. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, ha went through a couple of iterations okay. uh, towards the early 90s and being test marketed, but was really introduced around 97. Oh, nailed it. Yeah. So towards the end of the 90s. The Big Extra was a, at least I remember it as being a successful, maybe, maybe not successful, but widely advertised burger that yeah. did not have cheese on it. Isn't that unusual? It is. I mean, I guess it's good for the lactose intolerant like me, but one piece of cheese never sets me off. Fair enough. All right. That is enough of that. I am making a decision to move on. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, One thing that I think we should mention, is this our first time recording in a morning? I think so. Yeah. Like Connor said, he went out for breakfast. Uh, I have to work in half an hour, so we're going to cut this off in about 10 to 15 minutes at <laughs> most. 
I think we're going to wind down by then. That's a decision being made by force, not by choice. Yes, I need to get to work. Let's move on to our sponsorship segment. Yes, we, we we cannot end this podcast without thanking our sponsor. So every week on the show, we bring you a sponsor. Sometimes real, sometimes fictitious. Sometimes something we wish was fictitious. True. Uh, this week is, oh, this week was, was Chris's, and this is a good one. Yeah, Stuck in the 90s this week is brought to you by embarrassing rap commercials. Do you remember in the 90s, even in the late 80s and all that, rap, R&B, hip-hop, that kind of became a popular thing, which is cool. But you know what happens to popular things? The white man gets a hold of them. The white man gets a hold of them. The middle-aged white marketing (laughs) executive gets a hold of them. Yep. And churns out things they think are going to appeal to the youth. And this led to a ton of embarrassing, like, cringeworthy rap commercials that were used to try to sell things, probably mostly to kids. There were a lot of video game ones. Nintendo had a few. Oh, yeah. There was a McDonald's chicken nugget wrap. And I can't actually think of what any of these were off the top of my head, but they were always... Maybe I'll cut some in if I can find a few. Yeah, they were always just really just fucking embarrassing like you know (laughs) buy some juice it's really good show it off in your neighborhood that is an excellent i'm drinking juice all day i'm drinking juice sitting on hay okay well i mean it went downhill it went real downhill yeah, but, but you the know first half was, the same the first half was very good i think it's the same quality i don't know it, it's awful <laughs> uh you watch me get fred's fruity pebbles who are you i'm the master rapper and i'm here to sing i love fruity pebbles in a major way he loves fruity pebbles in a major way the bedrock yellow orange purple lime and red but to get the fruity taste i got a trick friend <laughs> fruit of fruity <laughs> To get the fruity taste, he's got a trick, Fred. Barney! Just let's a rest. Post-fruity pebble cereal. Part of this nutritious breakfast. Yeah, but that was delicious. You know what this is happening with now? You know what is the current shitty executive level rap? What? Memes. Memes are being destroyed by corporate America. Memes are being destroyed altogether, but some are doing it well. Wendy's, Wendy's, twi- K- Wendy's Twitter Wendy's Twitter nails it. great. As does Taco Bell. Yeah, Taco Bell, Wendy's, they do a good job. Their marketing team, they know what they're doing. But yeah, you know what I want to know as far as kids commercials go? Hmm. I wonder if they ever went to like dubstep. Yeah, I don't know. We should look into that. Have any of you heard an actual like a, you know, nationally televised commercial featuring dubstep? If you have. It's got to be a thing. We're interested. Get at us. We don't have cable, so we don't know these things. Nerf. On that nerfy note, Stuck in the 90s is uh, once again brought to you by Embarrassing Rap. That's yep. the thing. Cringing your way back to the 90s. Womp womp. Uh, you can find us online at stuckinthe90spodcast.com. If you'd like to be a $10 sponsor and have something better to hawk than Embarrassing Rap, get in touch with us, stuckinthe90spodcast at gmail.com. For $10, we will plug your wares. For $10... We'll come up with an embarrassing rap to promote you if you want. If you just want to say like, hey, I sell socks on Etsy. Yep. We will make you a rap about it. Etsy socks. Yeah. Do you sell freeze dried pizza? We will make a rap about it and it will be fucking terrible. You saw what I just came up with. Also send us pizza though. Oh yeah. Send us some of that freeze dried pizza. We're also still accepting tacos for payment. We really are. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at SIT90s, SIT90s. We're on Instagram, Stuck in the 90s podcast. 
podcast, we have been posting things. Today, this week was a little less regular than, than we've been doing lately, but we're getting there. Yeah, I think some uh, Instagram Metamucil. I recently... Well, okay. Uh... <laughs> I recently posted a picture of a Lexus car phone. I loved the idea car of car phones. They're car phones so were cool. The fucking coolest. They're the cool. That's how you know you made it. You know what? Let's talk about car phones next week. Next week is brought to you by car phones. Yeah. Uh, simply because I'm running out of time. And they're very cool. Uh, I think that's that's about everything. Next week we'll definitely be doing a week yep. in the 90s for sure. And it'll be May. It'll probably be May. It'll be May. But for now, I guess the, the podcast, podcast is now over. over.